Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Manage print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 134 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. We will tell you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza. We're a sponsor of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. And speaking of the Edmonton Oil Kings, we are pleased to be joined by General Manager Kurt Hill whose team last season uh, played 64 of the 68 games they were supposed to. Their record was 42-12-10. and 10. They were sitting in a pretty good spot. They, they didn't get a chance to see it come all to fruition for them. Kurt, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are you? It's an exciting day, Bob. I'm doing well. Uh, did you think this day was going to come? <laughs> I had my doubts along the way, but... Uh... You know, I think really once we got into the new year, it seemed like things started rolling in the right direction. And I uh, can't say enough about uh, the work that's gone in by the Western League and obviously AHS and um, our entire staff and here in Edmonton as well as entertainment group. has just been fantastic. So excited to be here. So educator listeners, I mean, how sort of locked down are the players? How often are they getting tested? That sort of thing. Yeah, right now we're getting tested once a week, and uh, really our players are only only at the rink and at their billet homes. They're kind of at the rink 9 to 5 every day. I mean, that changes on a game day, obviously, but that's kind of what their regular week looks like. They're, they're going to school at the rink. They got their own areas, their own players' lounge at the rink to hang out, and yeah, when they're not at the arena, they're, they're back at their billet homes, and they got a pretty strict protocol to follow there with the billet families as well. As well. So, uh, so far, so good. We've had three tests, and uh, everything's been negative, so hopefully we can keep this moving in the right direction. All right, so uh, how long have you guys been practicing for? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks, eh? Uh, you got a pretty good team on paper, don't you? I would think. I mean, it's the, maybe we should explain how the schedule works. Alberta-only schedule, is that right? Alberta only schedule, yeah, we play right now. We're only approved to play two games a week and against the same opponents. So that gives um, some downtime between uh, between different opponents to test and uh, uh, to make sure we're good going into uh, another building at that point. So you have a home-and-home home with Lethbridge uh, that starts tonight. You're not playing in Rogers Place. You're actually in the DCA in the downtown community arena? We're in the downtown community arena, yeah, and uh, as you know, obviously no spectators right now. There'll be some media, and uh, there's been uh, some approval for some NHL scouts to attend games as well. Do you have some, uh, as a former Chicago Blackhawks scout, I mean, 
it's this, this is kind of crazy how this whole this whole situation is going to work, isn't it? When you think about it, just in terms of, I mean, you, so the the Central Division is playing. Are any other divisions currently playing in the uh, Western Hockey League? Not yet, but um, they've gotten approval in the Eastern Conference, and they start their their um, hub model in Regina. They're going to have seven teams in Regina play play out of the one facility, and that that goes March 12th. And then the U.S. Division is going to have a similar setup as us. They're only going to play in Washington State, and uh, they're starting March 19th. So those are come March 19th. There'll be three divisions going. And what happens with the BC teams? You know, they're still working through that process right now with their uh, with their with the government and the health uh, authorities in BC. And uh, really, there's no uh, further um, fur- further date set at this point. They're still working through that. We're joined right now by Kurt Hill, the President General Manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, who again last year went 42, 12, and 10. They're going to be the favorites for the Central Division this season. You got a lot of high end talent back. Jake Neighbors' first round draft choice is St. Louis, but you got two kids in particular. Dylan Gunther and Sebastian Kosa, who would have been on the Canadian uh, U18 team that would have been played at the Holenka Gretzky tournament. Um, just just a thought on, on maybe your appreciation for the uniqueness of the situations with those two players, because they're not even sure when the NHL draft is at this stage, are they? No, I mean, as we see in the in the media, I mean, it's uh, it's uncertain when that's going to take place. But uh, it's amazing what the what the guys go through their NHL draft years, especially the high end guys like when you know two years ago when Matthew Robertson was going through it, and last year Jake Neighbors. It's uh, you know there's a lot of pressure on those kids when it comes to their draft year and all the extracurricular they need to do. I mean, every night they're talking to multiple NHL teams, and you know that they're not doing that in person right now, but it hasn't slowed down from the sense of teams doing Zoom meetings with some they're filling out surveys and you know talking to a lot of different people about um you know psychology and a lot of different areas of their game so um you know i really come to appreciate what those players have to go through in their draft year and uh yeah it's tough for them right now not knowing when that's going to take place but really they just got to control what they can and uh, go out there and perform at the best of their ability. Well, Dylan Gunther, for our listeners who are unaware, Bob McKenzie, TSN, does his top ten for the draft, and Gunther was ranked third, according to a selection of scouts he spoke to. Kosa, many people think, will be the first North American goaltender selected. These both are pretty special players. Maybe you can sort of describe, put your scouting hat on, your GM hat on, uh, and, and tell us a bit about Dylan Gunther. Yeah, well, Dylan's a guy that's got better and better every year. He's getting bigger and stronger and had another outstanding summer. I mean, his one of his biggest assets is a shot. He gets it away so quick, and, you know, it hits in the back of the net before you know it when you're a goaltender trying to get set. And, you know, he just got that special talent. And his hockey IQ is, is off the charts. Um, you know, those are probably the two of the, the strongest areas of Dylan's game. And uh, and Sebastian, you know, he's a he's a big goalie at six six and a half. I mean, that's off skates, too, and he covers a lot of net. But uh, the biggest thing with him, you know, he's he's very compact for a big guy. You know, you get those big goalies that can get a little bit loose and really holy, but he keeps things tight, and he's extremely calm in the net. And one of the things our group has loved about Sebastian when we were, well, through his midget years and now on with our team is it just seems when the games get bigger, he gets, he gets better, and that's one of the biggest things um, that's going to be a strength for him moving forward. 
Gunther last year, 26 goals and 59 points in 58 games. He went plus 26. Sebastian Kosa, by the way, these numbers are just ridiculous. 21-6-3 last year, 921 save percentage and a 2.23 goals against average. You have three 20-year-olds. You made a deal to pick up uh, Kate Oliver. Scott Atkinson's your captain. Ethan Capp's been with you for a number of years. And uh, obviously those guys are, uh, you know, you got you got to have good ca- – I mean, I often think that when it comes to – Major junior hockey, the character on the t- team, you can tell what kind of club it is by the caliber of the 20 year olds. Do you agree or disagree with that? It's huge. You know, we really value the 20 year old players here. And, uh, you know, with with Scott Atkinson, obviously he's our captain. He was our captain last year as a 19 year old. And he's a guy that just brings so much leadership. And Ethan Capps, a guy that's grown up in this organization, like you said, since he's been 16 and a five year player here. And you know, when we were thinking in the off season, we really wanted to bring in a, a centerman who could play with, uh, you know, that could potentially play with neighbors and, and Gunther throughout the season. And uh, Kate Oliver has been a guy that's, that's put his mark on the league in Victoria uh, the last number of years and has really fit in with our group here early on. You mentioned Jake Neighbors. He was drafted 26 overall by the St. Louis Blues. How's he looked? He looks good. He looks quicker. You know, I think he's, uh, you know, his off-ice training's changed. He's, you know, he's really, he's kind of tr- trimmed down and become a lot more fit in that sense, too. So I think he had a really good off-season there. And obviously he got, was one of the guys that got to compete at an elite level going over to St. Louis and being a part of their taxi squad in camp. So he's looked really good in camp. And, uh, yeah, his, his, one of the biggest changes I've seen in his game here early on in camp is his the speed in his game. And he's definitely got a lot quicker and his pace has improved. Are there any European players? Normally you're allowed to. Do you have any uh, European players with you right now, or did the pandemic and the fact that European hockey was up and running maybe change the complexion of things? Yeah, a majority of teams in our league won't have the European players this year. Our guys, we still have, our, the league hasn't still gotten approval from the federal government to bring them in, and I think there's okay. still a chance some of them might come, but uh, we've made the decision our players won't be won't be coming this year. I don't think you'll see any in the Central Division, actually, but there might be some some younger European players coming. Or when the guys that came and played in the World Junior, if they stayed after the World Juniors, they were allowed to stay. So there's a couple of those guys that uh, potentially will be in the league as well. But in our division, um, off the top of my head, I think maybe maybe potentially Medicine Hat will have one, but wouldn't expect any others. Now, is Sogard still eligible to play in the Matt Sogard, their goaltender? Uh, he's Danish, right? Is he still eligible to play in the league? Yeah, he's still eligible, but he's not. Uh, I don't think they have plans to have him there this year. All right. Uh, I guess he would have been a double counter because he was a 20 this year. One final question. Uh, Kurt, uh, handicap this for you. What do you know about the other teams in the uh, Central Division? You know, it's going to be it's going to be a competitive division. I mean, Red Deer almost returns their entire roster. They've had a couple tough years, but uh, they're they're kind of coming. They're an up and coming team here, and they're they were extremely difficult to play against last year. They're going to be an, a very competitive team. Um, Madison Hat, uh, they don't have Sillinger, but they still got some high octane offense. You know, with those two twenty year olds, Kemp and Chizowski. Um, You know, they're going to be a team that's going to score a lot there, and they're always you know they always play an up tempo, skilled style of game. Um, Lethbridge, they're big, they're physical, they're going to be hard to compete against. They got, they got a, probably one of the older teams in our division as well. And Calgary's going to be a pretty young team, and uh, I'm not as familiar with some of the guys they're bringing in. But uh, again, that rivalry between Calgary and Edmonton is always strong. And uh, you know, overall, I think for the division, it's going to be really competitive. I think 
with what the pandemic's done. They're gonna, there's going to be younger rosters in this in this division. We're going to see more 16-year-old play, players playing. Um, in some situations, some 15-year-old players playing as well. So it's going to be younger, but uh, hey, it's, uh, it's a competitive division every year, and we're all going to be playing a win. So just circling back on Cole Sillinger, who was a consensus top 20 pick for the draft, uh, he had 53 points in 48 games last year. Uh, he's not playing. Uh, that's Mike Sillinger's son. Is he in the, or did he go to the USHL, or where's he playing? Yeah, he went to the USHL, so he made that decision before the uh, January 10th deadline. So he's down oh, there okay. until their season ends, and then he'd be considered a U.S. Um, AP as well. So he's he could come back at the end of his USHL season and only compete in six games at that time. Interesting stuff. Kurt, appreciate your time. I'll uh, wave to you tonight, okay? Sounds good stuff. There you go. Good That's Kurt. Yeah, you bet. That's Kurt Hill. He's the general manager of the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. We're going to bang off a bunch of texts, but not before we take a timeout. It's 145 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 146 in Edmonton. We are going to set it up for you for tomorrow. We'll tell you that our pregame show will begin at 330 uh, with uh, Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Jack Michaels is calling tomorrow's game along with me and Cam Moon. Uh, we'll all be a part of it, but uh, we're going to give you the line combinations that we envision the Oilers deploying. Uh, it is brought to you by North 49 Home Inspections. Before buying your next home, know what you're getting into. So here's how I'm going to operate. Again, I will tell you that Leon Dreisel and Dominic Cahoon did not skate today. Back on the ice today for the Oilers practice, Kyle Turris as well as James Neal. I'm going to go McDavid with RNH and Pugliarvi. I mentioned Connor McDavid, 26 points his last 13 games. Yes, a Pugliarvi, six goals, last 10 games. Love it. Four goals, eight points, last six games for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Leon Dreisettle has six assists his last three games. He'll be with Cahoon and Yamamoto. Jujar Kara with Innocent Archibald. I think it's fair to say those three lines will remain the same. Yesterday, Edmonton went just 11 forwards, Haas and Chason. We'll see who uh, they ultimately elect to slide in there on the left side. It could potentially be James Neal if he's good to go. Uh, we might get a little bit of clarity coming up here with the Oilers' availability just after 2 o'clock today as well. If they go uh, 12 forwards, that means they're only going to go 60. We'll see what kind of changes occur in the back end. The guy that played the least last night was Evan Bouchard, Darnell Nurse, and Tyson Berry. How about Tyson Berry? 16 points in his last 14 games for the Oilers. Russell with Larson, who's been an absolute warhorse. I think Caleb Jones is going to stay in the lineup. And so if they go seven, that means Baron Bouchard. If they go six, if I hazard a guess, it might be uh, Ethan Bear. Uh, and again, Mike Smith, Reed Wilkinson in the starters net. So that is our lineup report uh, for North 49 Home Inspections. As we go to list day in Oilers history, brought to you daily by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. Here's Brendan Escott. All right. Back in 1986, the Oilers hammered on the Winnipeg Jets 8-2. And in typical, like, mid-Oilers, mid-80s Oilers fashion, uh, let's go down the stats line. Uh, Mark Messier, three goals and an assist. Wayne Gretzky, two goals, four assists. Yari Curry, a goal and four assists. And Charlie Huddy with four helpers of his own. Let's go to, yeah, well, they often uh, hammered uh, Winnipeg. There's no question. Now, that 85-86 season, that was the year that uh, uh, the Oilers banked one in. 
Uh, off of Grant Fear is Steve Smith and Grant Fear, and the uh, Oilers lost four times in the series to Calgary. The only time Calgary beat Edmonton uh, during the course of their matchups, which made the 91 victory that much more sweeter because a lot of people in Calgary thought it was good. Speaking of Calgary, Roy, and we got a lot of texters from Brooks, Alberta. Uh, Bob, I've never been an anti-Flames game, uh, guy. Uh, but I have to admit that I'm loving the sky is falling attitude in Calgary right now. The Oilers are on a tear. Loving, uh, Paul Yarvey, uh, Barry and Nurse right now. Look out, Toronto. Here we come. I think he's paying homage to Brian Hall by calling it Toronto. That's what Halsey used to back in the day. People forget this. Brian Hall, um, was around when the Leafs were winning their trio of cups 62 to 64 back in the, uh, uh, black and white air of television you can text us at 780-496-0063 uh, tweet us uh at orders now uh jb says bob is playing james neal in the second line not an option cahoon needs to find another level to deserve all that ice time he's only playing like 12 minutes a game he hasn't now he's playing with a good player dry who's battling right now to uh to be out on a nightly uh, basis. James says, Bob, two weeks ago I'd written off J.J. Kera, and now I'm eating crow. James, I would say 90% of the fans in Edmonton had written off J.J. Kera two weeks ago. He's had a good go. He's playing pretty well. Um, Brian says, Bob, this is what I have to deal with. My Leaf buddy who lives in St. Albert. I say Mark Messier, six uh, Stanley Cup rings. He says Johnny Bauer, four Cup rings, when it was, quote-unquote, a man's game. Uh, You know, one's watching those championships in color, and one wishes they could watch it in Technicolor. Ironically, I know Johnny Bauer's grandson. Johnny Bauer. He was the uh, SI or the SID when I was a sports information director. He was at one of the Eastern schools. I forget which one. I think it might have been Waterloo. He is now the head SID for Canada for U Sports. Was it uh, Nate for a while as well? Keep texting us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Dan in Windsor says, Bob, tell Mark Spector that the adversity that started. Uh, for the Oilers in the Chicago series, really stem from Clefbaum's injuries. Nobody on the national broadcast um, has given the Oilers credit for what they're doing this season with the top pairing defenseman out for the season. That one comes to us from Dan and Windsor. Well, I, to me, it was a twofold. I mean, there was a little bit of an adjustment made, not having Oscar Clefbaum, but also only having one goaltender. Miko Koskinen going from playing, you know, basically four games in 310 days. And then getting, what did he get, 13 of the first 15 starts overall. Uh, <laughs> Bob, that's not saying much about the beloved Brian Hall. Uh, he was around when Jesus had his first birthday. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Brian's got to be in his late 80s now. And... Uh, <laughs> he still brings it when you talk to him. It's funny. This texter comes in out of, uh, it's Craig. He says, I think one of the biggest improvements in the Oilers this year is that they're winning games that they should win. In years past, if they had just beat a top team, uh, and then they're going to play a bottom place team, uh, they had uh, three of their top players out, uh, and the bus driver was playing in goal, you could be confident that the Edmonton Oilers would find a way to lose, but not this year. It seems like the whole COVID league thing is making them play better. Does it occur to anybody that their top-end players are maturing? 
Like, did any of you think Darnell Nurse could be this good? I wouldn't bet against Nurse because of the work ethic. I'm just going to say that right now. But he keeps getting better, and he's in that window where guys get really good, defensemen get good between, you know, 25 and 31 years of age, and he's at that stage, you know. McDavid's now 24, Leon's 25, Darnell's 26, Nugent Hopkins is 27. That's, you know, Larson's 27. I think he might be 28 because he's a late birthday. You know, like they're in that window and they've got another tier coming. Speaking of another tier coming, uh, Dylan Holloway on television tonight on uh, TSN. Uh, so there you go. I think it's on TSN too. Maybe it's a six o'clock buck drop from Wisconsin. So that's uh, some of our texts that we got on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Again, a reminder of the Oilers and the Maple Leafs tomorrow at Rogers Place, 3.30 face-off show, 5 p.m. puck drop. Reed Wilkins has inside sports. What's he got shaking, Brendan Escott? You will hear from Oilers winger Dominic Cahoon on the 11-2 run here. Also of his memories of winning a silver medal for Germany in men's hockey at the 2018 Winter Olympics. You'll hear from Edmonton football team long snapper and executive board member of the CFLPA, Ryan King, and the director of Free Play for Kids, Tim Adams. Oh, there you go. I'm going to have to maybe send a text off to uh, Mr. Wilkins on something. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And then we will have 6.30 Chet Afternoons with special guest host Daryl McIntyre. Have a wonderful weekend. Oilers and the Leafs tomorrow night, 5 o'clock buck drop on 6.30 Chet. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.